Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. This week, we're continuing in our series, The Jesus Our Kids Will Follow. This topic is so near and dear to my heart, given the call God placed on my heart back in 2005 related to all the kids departing the faith. None of us as parents want to see this happen in our lives, yet as I'm working with families and talking with kids around the country, it's happening on a regular basis. When I can go into a Christian school and 75% of the juniors and seniors raise their hands indicating that this is their parents' faith, not their own, we clearly have a problem. And the question is, what is that problem? Is the problem the world, the movies, the TV, the schools, all the outside influences? There's no question that that has an impact, but I'm absolutely convinced the problem strikes closer to home, much closer than we as parents are comfortable with. And for me, it struck home a long time ago as I sat and talked with 3,000 kids and began to realize what was really impacting their faith. And so much of it dealt with the way we functioned in our homes. So much of it dealt with the way we represented God. And Jesus, the good shepherd, it blew me away. I realized I looked nothing like Jesus to my own kids. And that's why this series is so important to me. Because as I talk with kids in coaching who are walking away from the faith, and they ask me the hard questions that they're wrestling with, it's fascinating. They tune in, they respond, and oftentimes they change directions in a remarkably short period of time. And that's because the Jesus of the New Testament connects really closely with the heart's desire of the younger generations that are in place today. These younger generations are all about love and acceptance, community and authenticity, not wanting anyone to have to hide who they are or what's going on in their lives, because I think so many of them have felt the pressure to hide things in their own lives. And so the Jesus of the Bible, the Jesus I see that had compassion— rather than frustration or disdain for people's weaknesses and issues, is the Jesus that this young generation of kids can connect with. They want to love and accept everyone, which is why the LGBTQ community has found so much more acceptance under the younger generations. What led to this change? Perhaps it's the degree to which the kids are hurt today, which is documented in a book called Hurt. We have a young generation of adults and kids behind them that are growing up with a much higher degree or sense of hurt 
within them. And I believe part of that stems from the change in mindset, from the modern mindset to the postmodern mindset, where we've had modern leaders and modern parents in charge of postmodern kids who value community and closeness and authenticity and relationship more than truth, information, knowledge, and evidence. Thus, they've grown up without the sense of truly being heard, understood, and thus accepted. And so they're very sensitive to others not being accepted. And this is why I believe the Jesus that we see in the Gospels will connect with our kids maybe more deeply than us, because we see a kindred spirit in passages like Matthew 9, 35 through 38, which says this, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And I know when we call on this passage, oftentimes we're talking about evangelism and outreach and getting people to accept Christ. But when we look at what he was doing, he was having compassion upon the crowds, the sinners, the ones with lots of issues, and he was going about proclaiming good news and bringing about healing in people's lives talking about the good news of being free from the heavy expectations of the law and the free coming grace that would come with his death on the cross. And he was proclaiming this to everyone, getting involved in their lives, talking to the Samaritan woman and defending the adulterous woman and hanging out with the tax collectors. He wasn't allowing what was going on in their lives to build a wall between him and them. He had true compassion on people that were struggling, hurting, trying to figure out who they were because he looked to their heart, not to their performance. Where the law was about performance, Jesus was about care, love, compassion, and healing. And this is the Jesus that our kids will connect to. Jesus, in many ways, is like our kids who want to get to know, understand, and accept all the people around them and love them for who they are. But what they may be missing is this whole piece of Jesus's ability to bring healing to the heart of a person. One of the greatest things about Jesus is that he believed in people and their ability to change and heal. He didn't approach the woman at the well with doubt or the adulterous woman with judgment or the tax collector with suspicion. In fact, he went in with a genuine, caring authenticity that drew people to him because they knew they weren't being judged. They knew they weren't being condemned and they saw the genuine care, compassion, as well as the healing Jesus was doing. And they wanted something better in their own lives. And Jesus knew it, and he trusted it, and he sought to draw the desire for something better out of the people around him because he saw the truth, that they were helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. They saw that the synagogue leaders of the times were more interested in the rules and in their position and their power and their influence than they were about genuinely caring for and helping the people. So if Jesus didn't build walls between him and the sinners, when we try and get our kids to build walls in between us and what we see as risky, troubled kids, it damages our credibility and the Lord's credibility in our kids' lives. 
So our kids are closely connected with Jesus when it comes to having compassion for others, wanting to accept them, wanting to be involved in their lives and get to know them and not want them to feel alienated, judged, or left out. But what they're missing is this whole piece of Jesus's amazing ability to bring healing to the heart of someone, to help them get back to where they were when they were born, as they were designed and created to be, apart from all the damage and dents and hurts that can pile up in our lives. And one of the reasons they miss this, unfortunately, is the fact that so many of them believe they can't change. They've encountered hurts and damage. They seem to keep bumping into the same issues over and over again, and they begin to believe there's something wrong with them, and this is who they are, and they can't change. I talk to kids all the time that say these very things to me, that this is who I am. I can't change. And perhaps along the way, they've tried to make changes in their lives. They've prayed and things haven't changed. They've gone to counselors and gotten coping mechanisms that they couldn't make work in their lives. And now all of a sudden, they really believe they're stuck. They're trapped right where they are. And when they're in this position and they're struggling and making mistakes and we're pointing those mistakes out and basically trying to force them to change, they don't sense Jesus's love and compassion at all. And in this position, I've found they don't encounter the Lord's tenderness, compassion, care, and ability to heal them. And they don't believe healing's possible. Maybe it's possible for someone else, but it's definitely not possible for them. They're stuck and they can't change. And this is where we need to be talking about Jesus so differently. Talking about the friends that are struggling with different issues, even the LGBTQ community's issues, differently. Jesus would not be drawing hard lines in the sand and casting dispersions or condemning people for wanting to hang out with people with different views. In fact, he would be going and talking with them, hoping to bring love and healing to their lives. I've seen it in my life. There were so many issues that took over my life when I was wounded. And no matter what I tried or how hard I tried, those issues weren't going away until I turned and faced the wounds within and leveraged the Holy Spirit's ability and grieving to see actual healing in my life. That's when things began to change. That's when my negativity started to go away. That's when my depression lifted. That's when the struggles and the temptations I kept falling into began to melt away. And this is what our kids need to understand that Jesus believed people could change. He trusted they would change if they were approached with kind, compassion, love, and they saw the amazing love, care, and healing ability of the Lord. But it's really hard for them to believe that for themselves when they're not seeing the people around them, whether in the church, in the youth group, or their parents, reach out, have compassion, try to help people, as opposed to being frustrated with and scared of all the changes that seem to be moving so fast within our country. When our kids hear us wrestling with and frustrated with and upset by the things we see happening in our society, you know what they see? They see that we're not loving and caring and accepting And it does impact them. It does wound them. It does hit their faith. They need to see parents 
and adults who believe that they can interact with and be involved in these people's lives, sharing love and compassion to bring hope to bring change into their lives, not because we're hitting them over the head with the gospel, but because the Lord believes that people can change, and He is the instrument of bringing healing to their hearts. And because our kids have concluded that they can change, perhaps this is the reason they're not seeing that Jesus can bring healing to all the people that we may fear but that they want to love and accept and not cause to feel left out, and they definitely don't want to cause them hurt. So when we come back, as we continue in this series, The Jesus Our Kids Will Follow, we're going to talk about how do we do this? How do we begin to break the mold and show our kids that we believe in them? We believe that God can come into their lives and change their hearts and overcome the things that they're frustrated with about themselves. And how do we model this kind of love and acceptance to others outside our home so that our kids will actually begin to believe that God can heal them, that God can change them, and that when they encounter that, then they'll understand that they can bring love and compassion as well as healing to the people that are feeling downtrodden and left out and judged and condemned. They don't want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of the real Jesus that accepts everyone, that loves everyone, that has compassion on everyone, but who also desires to bring healing to the hearts of everyone. Going, going, gone is a reference to someone departing the faith. Now you see them, now you don't. Going, going, gone is a book by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott that explores the reasons more than 2,000 kids told him their faith was waning. You may not be aware that 70% of the kids raised in the church leave the faith. If you have an 8-year-old, a middle schooler, or a teen, this book is a must-read. Buy the book Going, Going, Gone at revivefamily.com radio. That's revivefamily.com radio. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family, and I'm so glad you're with us for this series, The Jesus Our Kids Will Follow. If you missed the first session in this series, please go to our website and sign up at the bottom, and you'll get a notification every week of the new resources that we put out for free for parents as we all struggle to connect with our kids and to connect our kids with the Lord in this rapidly changing society in which we live. So go to revivefamily.com, go to the bottom of the page, and just your name and email, and you'll get a weekly update with links to everything we put out during that week. This series, The Jesus Our Kids Will Follow, is so near and dear to my heart. And in the first segment, we talked about this Jesus who had compassion and believed in people's ability to change and heal. And he approached them with that belief in such an open, loving, and compassionate way. People didn't get defensive. They didn't push him away. In fact, they let him in. Something that I know a lot of parents are frustrated with with their kids because they don't seem to be letting them into their deeper thoughts, feelings, and issues and struggles. And that passage we talked about in Matthew 9, where Jesus looked upon the crowds with compassion, speaks so strongly to me that I began practicing that with my kids. And that's when they began to let me into their lives. 
So one of the things we need to do is begin to have compassion on our kids' weaknesses and failures as opposed to being frustrated, upset, and reacting when they make the same mistake for the fourth time. But how do we begin to break down this belief in our kids that maybe there's something wrong with them, that maybe they really can't change, that they're going to be stuck where they're at and they're not happy with where they're at on the inside, even though they may be looking happy on the outside. I see it all the time as I work with families and the coaching that Revive Family does. These kids that are hiding in their rooms, they're shut down. They seem to give one-word answers. They seem to be distant from their parents, suffering from motivation issues. Parents are shocked after just one day, six to eight hours with a kid where a daughter who's just been completely shut down at age 13 is suddenly downstairs chatting and interacting and being positive with their parents. Why? Because that daughter didn't believe she could change. She believed she was trapped where she was at, and that nothing would change in her life. And in that six to eight hours, that belief began to be broken down. It began to change in her perspective that she wasn't stuck as she found herself that day. In fact, that things had happened to her along her life's journey that had caused dents, that had caused damage, that caused her to seek to protect herself, that locked herself into this place isn't really who she was that caused her to just blossom and her parents were just shocked that night as she spent time with them for several hours bubbling being happy and actually dancing something they hadn't seen in years for these parents it was hard to believe that such a change could happen so quickly but what she needed was for me to come alongside her, believe, and help her believe that change was possible, that she wasn't stuck where she was. And this is the danger of the parenting process we can get stuck in where we're constantly coming down on our kids for the same things over and over again. And all of a sudden, they lose hope. They feel like they're stuck. They feel like they can't change. One of the things that we began to do as a family that really helped our kids see Jesus' love and compassion and the potential for healing was by stepping out and taking risks as parents and as an entire family. Whether it's driving across the Indian Reservation at 10.30 at night, pitch black, not a single light on the horizon, and pulling over and helping these two Native American, really large Native American guys who were standing there like deer in a headlights as we drove by with their hazards on because they had a flat, flat tire and no jack in their car to jack the car up. It's a fairly simple thing to stop and help with. And boy, were they shocked when they saw an entire family of six, including a baby and a little baby carrier, pile out of this car and offer to help them. The impact of stopping and picking up hitchhikers and hearing their stories and, and driving them to where they're going to go and them being shocked that we stopped to help them. All of that spoke volumes to my kids' hearts because it showed that we loved, cared, and accepted people and wanted to help them. And every single time we did this, 
amazing things emerged, whether the person we picked up was a believer or whether it was someone that was deeply wounded and hurt. And by the end of the conversation, they were sharing things that they hadn't shared with anybody in their entire lives. And as they did that, they felt lighter, freer. And as we talked about healing and grieving and even the Lord's ability to help with that, they responded As our kids saw these things, it helped them begin to see Jesus in the light that I came to see him by talking to all the kids and then revisiting the scripture and realizing that all the rules and all the restrictions and all the negativity and all the protection I was trying to put in place was exactly the opposite of how Jesus was approaching a very dangerous culture for Jewish believers in the Roman Empire, an empire that was froth with all sorts of issues, whether it was live birth abortion or the gladiator games and killing people for entertainment. Remember the Good Samaritan who stopped and helped the guy who had been robbed and beaten on the road when the priest and the Levite walked by. We, if we want our kids to see the Jesus of the New Testament in us, We can't be that priest and Levite walking by anymore. They value helping, accepting, loving, and caring. They value community. And so we have to do that and model that in our homes if they're going to see Jesus' love and accept Jesus' love as genuine and real because these younger generations are more about experience than just knowledge. They've learned not to trust knowledge because knowledge can betray. So when we talk about Jesus, we shouldn't be talking about the sin and the right and the wrong. We should be talking about the genuine Jesus of the Bible who didn't let the right and the wrong sin and sin get in between him and reaching out to serve and help and heal someone who was helpless and harassed like a sheep without a shepherd. What our kids need to see in us is our desire to get involved in their friends' lives who are struggling, that we desire to become a shepherd to kids that aren't even our own, to help them, to love them, to have compassion on them, and to try and help them because there are so many struggling and hurting kids today in our country. In fact, recently when I was doing the National Day of Prayer gathering here in Durango, Colorado, which is a small, very safe and comparably fairly healthy little community, I was shocked when I asked for a show of hands for all those who knew a kid or a teenager that was struggling, and every hand in the audience of a couple of hundred went up in the air. We need to be families that love and care and reach out and seek to bring healing to the kids our friends are worried about who they want to befriend even if they're not to us the ideal people for them to be friends with because they want to care they want to accept just like the Lord. And when we join them in that mission, they're going to connect with the real Jesus. If they see God begin to work in our lives because we want to bring healing to our woundedness, and that we want to help them deal with any wounds they're carrying around, and even more so when we want to help see wounds healed in the people, the kids around them, that's when they're going to come to see the real Jesus. And that's the Jesus that they'll follow. Let's face it, today parenting's a challenge. 
we are fearful. We are worried that things are going to influence our kids. But when we lose our influence because we don't function like Jesus, we're actually setting our kids up to become vulnerable to those things going on around them. When we're in Jesus's mission and they see that, what I've seen in my kids and in other families that have jumped on board with this is that the kids get stronger and they're not influenced by the world. Instead, they want to reach out and help it just like the Lord. If you're struggling to connect with your kid, to have the deeper conversations, to even talk about Jesus or God with your kids, can I please suggest that you sign up today and take our online class, Influential Parenting. It's all based upon the Good Shepherd and the principles he used to lead the disciples and to raise them up to go lead the church even after seeing their hailed leader killed on a cross. They had every reason to give up that day, every reason to go run and hide. And yet when he appeared to them again and gave them the great commission, they went out because they loved, they cared, and they had seen all of Jesus' love and care and healing. And they went out and did likewise. The online influential parenting class will change your perspective and give you a new way of looking at the issues your kids face and offer you an implementation process to dive in and get your kids to sign on with you. The class is in short 7 to 14 minute sessions and it comes with an audio book download of all the sessions with chapters so that you can listen to it while you're working out or driving to work. We want to help you become Jesus to your kids so that your kids are softer and more responsive to you and so that your kids don't walk away from the faith. Thank you so much for joining us this week with this series, The Jesus Our Kids Will Follow. We'll be back next week with another session in the series, The Jesus Our Kids Will Follow. It's so important because none of us wants to see our kids walk away from the faith. Have a great week. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.